They was writing my obituary. Oh, wow. They thought I died. Wow. Yes. This guy wrote, he wrote, he was like, I'm here. Uh, I rode out to Lompoc Penitentiary with gun tires, meet razor wire, and I'm going to see Freeway Ricky Ross. And this is the last time I'll be writing about him. He's gone. He's through. The world is tired of his dreaming. They don't want him to dream no more. This is free to hotboxing and exclusively available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. If you love the show, share it with a friend and don't forget to leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Evan Britton. And I'm Mike Tyson. Mike, we got a great one. Oh, uh, we have a sensational legendary guest, today. guest here. Yeah. We got Freeway Rick Ross. Welcome, my brother. <laughs> How you Thank doing, you. Rick? Thank oh, you, Mike. man. I'm good, man. Great to have you here, man. Uh, great to be here. You know, uh, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Me and Mike came up at the same time. Like, our runs yeah. was, was, was almost yeah. parallel. I knew yeah. people that knew Rick and stuff. I knew girls that knew him and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, we uh, um, I think we went to New York and watched him fight, like, it's, maybe his 12th fight or something like that. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Madison Square Garden. That's yep. when you know Madison you born. You get to go watch yeah, an up and coming yeah. rookie. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, you know, man. my partner knew, man. My partner was like, man, this dude's gonna be the next champ, man. Come on, let's wow. go. Let's go check him out. You know? That's balling. You get to, I'm go, he's the next champ. Let's just go check him out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's somebody that's yeah. in the sports that knows sports. Other people don't know nothing about. So let's go check this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Yeah, you've walked a pretty. Unique and incredible path. Oh, uh, no doubt, no doubt. Um, it's 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 been a journey. You sort know? of mind boggling. Listen, but no very one, very mind boggling. Yeah, I mean, do you watching, ever see people that you were hassling with in the streets now? They have normal jobs, but like you know, what I mean, I see a few. It's yeah, a few of they them. They made yeah. it. Yeah, oh God! I mean, went to jail. You know, did they ten, fifteen, twenty years, and and you know, and it was like I can't do it again. You know, I can't go that route. Uh, so so they squared up and, and and got a job, which is 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 a wise thing to do. You know, if if you if you can't be an entrepreneur, then you know uh, get a job. <laughs> mm, yeah. I mean, but a job is you know I just couldn't work a job. I I, I got to be an entrepreneur. I, I got to be where I can go whenever I get ready. Um, come yeah. when I get ready. You know, I got to be free. I feel that man. I feel that. Um, what I mean. For people who don't know your story, where do you start? Under a rock and find out where they at. <laughs> we go under the rock. We dig the rock up and be like, hey, you come out of there. <laughs> it's it's time answer, to come to the light. It's, it's time to answer. come to the light. No, um, uh, you know, I started selling drugs as, as a 19-year-old kid who, um, who all of his dreams had suddenly been taken away from him. Uh, my dream was to be a tennis player, you know, uh, was pretty good, you know, probably could have got a scholarship. Yeah, Did you meet at the Arthur Ashe? Uh, yeah, I met That's Ash. I met Ash. That's I've awesome. never met Arthur Ashe. I have a tattoo of Arthur Ashe. I never met he came, him. He came down to our high school. We, really? we, we wow. had the best black high school. I have a tattoo of Arthur Ashe, man. I never <laughs> met Arthur Ashe. Yeah. We had the best high school tennis team in the country. Really? Yeah, we did. And, Amazing. Uh, Ash came down and, and, and gave us awards. And, well, not me because I, I wasn't uh, – I was on JV at that time. I wasn't on the varsity team. Um, gave gave awards and, and hit with the top three or four players. And it, it was an amazing day, man. And I was like, oh, I know I'm in the right sport. <laughs> yeah. 
so uh I, I just i just took to it man i fell in love with it um I, I didn't have anything else you know at that time i couldn't read i couldn't write uh uh basketball and football wasn't going to be the way because i was too little you know uh and tennis was was perfect for me so I, I i jumped in and i started putting my all into it and uh too bad at the end of the rainbow when it was time for me to graduate from high school they found out i couldn't read or write and they was like oh well, you're not going to college mm. you're, you're a dummy mm. and uh i was kind of crushed by it uh found myself back in south central los angeles uh, in what in tennis we call no man's land you know where you're in a position on the court where uh, you really can't do anything, and you don't know what you're going to do. You know, you're just mm. trying to survive. And that's the position I was in. To go to prison and and to get a life sentence without the possibility of parole, you know, it's like right now. Did you freak out right away? Or did you say, hold on, let me just calm down. I know this is not the end. I, I, I knew, Mike, when I was going to do the crime mm-hmm. that I was looking at a life sentence. So when I was going through the process, it was kind of kind of shocking, but not not totally because, you know, it's like you deserve this. You know, you, you earn this. So it was kind of shocking. The hardest part was the day that they actually gave it to me and my mom uh, was in court and, and she broke down. Um, you know, my mom, too, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, and they done date. She had dinner with you and everything. She was like, "Oh, Mike Tyson is so nice." <laughs> you told her. You told her she could drive your car. That's what, that really? was the highlight. Yeah, that was one of the highlights oh, of her life. Oh, that's oh, beautiful. Oh, Mike told me I could drive her car. He that's said, beautiful. "Oh, Miss Frost, uh, you can drive my car if you want to." <laughs> and you didn't even know it was my mom. He didn't even that's know it was my mom, stuff. right? That's just how. That's just how uh, he was carrying it. So uh, that was, you know, one of the highlights of her life. Is like, man, she came to jail and told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro. She came to jail and told me, like, man, That's I was with Mike Tyson in, in Cleveland. You was in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. She was with a uh, uh, Turo, a, a boxer, an old That's boxer crazy. named Turo uh, from Cleveland. Um, and they, y'all was at a restaurant, and you was like, oh yeah, you can drive that car. <laughs> Probably at Lancers or somewhere. That was the so hangout, funny. Lancers. So you know, it, it's crazy how how our paths how our, our paths cross in so many different ways, and. Um, you know, now that we sitting here and we talking, and and your kids playing, your kid playing tennis, my kids play tennis. Uh, you got the form. I'm trying to get a dispensary. Um, I mean, it's just so many things in common, and and uh, uh, sports kind of get that to you too. You know, where you have that. Uh, uh, I got to win. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I don't want to lose. Yeah. I want to be a winner. Yeah. And and. Um, that's the attitude that I have right now. That comes from my upbringing. You know, we watched our parents be losers and watch people in our neighborhood be losers, watch them, everybody just lose everything. We don't want to be that way. No. You watch the block talk about them and people talk about you and your name, and your name is in the mud and shit. And, and I think that that mentality is why uh, so many young black men sell drugs right now because they don't have no other outlet, but they don't want to be a loser. You know, like, I ain't taking welfare. I don't want food stamps. And, you know, I can't stand in line for the government cheese. I'd rather sell drugs. Now, listen, Rick, listen, when I was in the streets, right, late 90s, 70s, this is, I guess, couldn't sell fucking drugs on the corner. I just couldn't sell a drug or be in the house and wait. I had to take it. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? I would take the drugs. I couldn't. I just couldn't be on the street selling it to people. So. You didn't have the patience. No way. How could you do it? You're amazing, brother. <laughs> How could you do it? Shit, I had to stay there all night. I'll be like, wow. Fuck. My thing fuck, was, bro. my thing was kind of like the way you work out, though. Mike, yeah. you could do a thousand squats. I, I read yeah. in the paper one time they were saying Mike Tyson do a thousand squats yeah. every day. A and, thousand, bro. Yes, bro. I was getting. I was an animal. That's why my whole body is fucked up. I was yeah. an animal. So that's how I was about selling drugs. I can't even run now. I can't even run, do road work now. My body all fucked up. Hey, man, you know, you put it through the ringer. I was taught that the harder you train, the more you would yeah. achieve. Yeah. The harder you train, the more you break down. I was the same, man. That's what had me break down. Yeah. My my whole body broke down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, people... Well, Rick... I watched your documentary last night, Freeway. Did you? Yeah, man. Because I wanted to just brush out. Hear all the politicians talking about him and stuff. It's just (laughs) mind-blowing, man. And uh, I want to ask you a question just – and I know that you do a lot of speaking. You get out there. You know, you use the platform that you have to really spread some positive – good in the world you know? we, we have to I mean, yeah. I mean i mean when we all look at it when, when we're gone the, the one thing that anybody want people to say about him is that he was a good person yeah you know like uh, the deed that mike did with my mom you right. know right. um he don't even remember yeah but she remembered yeah you know and 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 those are the things that's gonna count you know, when you're no longer around, when you can't speak for yourself, when other people speak for you, you want people to say nice things about you. You know, like you go, and that's one of the reasons I stopped going to front rows because they go to the front row and they they sitting up there and they lying about this guy. Hmm. You know, the guy was a piece of shit, man. The guy ain't helped nobody. He took from everybody he come in contact with, and and I don't want to be that person. You know, I don't want to be the person that people got to come in and, and make my family feel good and tell a bunch of lies about me. You know, I, I wanted to be where I actually helped people, you yeah. know, where I actually did good by other people. And, and I'm hoping that one day uh, I can do more good than I did bad with when I sold cocaine, you know, because yeah. I sold a lot of cocaine and I sold it to a lot of people. Uh, and I did that out of ignorance. You know, because I didn't really understand. I didn't understand what cocaine was. I was 19 years old, had never saw cocaine, had never read a book, had never hit a joint, had never drunk a beer. You know, I was one of like, like Mike was dedicated. I was dedicated to tennis. I was like, you know, I'm running five miles every other day doing wind sprints. And I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be great. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I I, I was taught to stay away from that. Mm -hmm. So when I went into that lane, when I found myself selling drugs I didn't know what I was doing nothing you know I'm just listening to other people telling me what I should be doing and how I should be doing it and yeah well how do you feel having that perspective now you know I mean just how do you feel about you know being the spark of the crack epidemic in America you know and seeing just the wreckage that it causes in the individuals well, well, I I have no regrets. Yeah, you know, no regrets, only lessons. Yeah, you know, I learned some valuable lessons from it, uh, lessons that I wouldn't repeat, uh, but lessons that I hope other people can look at and make the right decision from. You know, so often um, we don't have anybody that we can go to. You know, when when I started selling drugs, 
I didn't know nobody that had ever sold cocaine. Now I knew about the Nikki Barnes and 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 uh, the guys that sold heroin, and I wasn't going to sell heroin because I understood what heroin was. But when it came to cocaine, I didn't understand. Cocaine was a social drug. Yeah, I mean, it was a drug that, that yeah, it was a social that drug. Time, you didn't do like, cocaine, you were like square. It was like the affluent. Yeah, if you, listen, trust me, if you didn't do cocaine, you were square. Exactly, and that's yeah, how nobody, I looked at nobody it. Nobody wanted to fuck with you or hang with you. If you didn't do cocaine, you were fucked up. <laughs> that's crazy. It's crazy, <laughs> man. That is had, right there. Just to be no, in, a, just to be in the circle, you did it. You know yeah, I mean, you know. everybody was doing it. I'm yeah. Rick James. No, absolutely. Richard Pryor. And, and if you're around somebody, you don't do cocaine, motherfucker. Man, you stupid mother, you gonna do this shit, bitch ass nigga? Yeah. Get out Fuck of here. Fuck you, you a cop or something, motherfucker? <laughs> right, right. That's what they yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I mean, it's, yeah, absolutely. You know. So um, so when I looked at it, that's how I looked at it. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, I, no, absolutely. this is a sociable Makes thing. This, this is what, you yeah. know, this is what we doing. This yeah. Is, it's our generation. And, hey, huh, let's keep it real. It still is. <laughs> It well, still is. It's yeah. a big epidemic. Cocaine, you know, it went underground, but it's really a big epidemic right now. Well, then what was so interesting to me is the real horror What was, was what was happening above you. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, now that's a whole nother world. The Contra shit. CIA. Contra, CIA. I mean, that shit. Yo, but listen, when you think about it, right? In this perspective, right? A black man, right? That's some big shit, man. When you think about some guy, you know, you think he's delivered, can't read and write, came from the ghetto. Yeah. And he's just, yes. you know what I mean? It was it was fascinating. He man. had the president talking about the president know his name. And it made a lot of <laughs> sense. Politicians in the community knows his name. Yeah. Like the, George the, Sr. Yeah, is the, saying, I was the on the phone The movie community knows rant. his name. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows his name. I mean, I mean, and... and that and, could be a real ego trip, too, though. It can. I, I mean, that's more addictive than... Yeah, than the money and everything, huh? Than everything. Just yeah. to have that type of power and, and, and have the... Uh, 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 Did you have other uh, um, dealers from all over the country coming trying to meet you? Oh, yeah. Fuck, Absolutely. can you imagine that? Absolutely. All these guys coming to try to meet you? Well, Rick, it's so, to me, it, it appears to be so cosmic, your life. You know, this, because of who you are now, like Mike, you had to live this super extreme life and have these experiences so that you could come out of it and now spread good and change the way people see the world oh absolutely you know? absolutely absolutely because how many thousands of guys could have been the guy that got connected to danilo no you know? no no listen no <laughs> right i had to be a special person only <laughs> one no no there was only one guy the only guy to be special yeah if it wasn't him you know it wouldn't have been nobody exactly it's that dedication that 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 it takes you know, like who's going to do a thousand squats right, every day? Right. It's you your, know what kind of mindset does that mindset. take to 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 do that? And and the same thing with me, it takes that same type of mindset. Like who's going to stand out on this block? Who's going to take all his money and don't go buy a car, but put it back into the drugs to make the connection? Get hooked on the money. Yeah, that was always my goal is to to hook the connection mm -hmm. to where he's not going to want to sell anybody else drugs because he knows that. He can come to me and get all his money. His money gonna be on time. He's gonna be safe. Nothing's gonna happen to him while he's on my watch. And and that's kind of the way I practice uh, my, my 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 trade. So and that's so hard in the drug business because everybody's so grimy. 
Yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah, it's so I mean, creepy. Now it's like rob the plug. Yeah. It's all about creepy motherfuckers. <laughs> rob the plug, Jealous, and then creepy people. And then it, really bad stuff, man. And then if he don't like it, shoot him. You yeah. Know? So so it's it's definitely a a, a different time, uh, a different breed of a uh, uh, a people that that's getting involved right now. When you found out about all the shit going on, the Iran Contra deal, I didn't the, believe it. You didn't believe nah, it. Fuck no. What the hell? Rick Ross in, <laughs> in, in, involved with the CIA? Stop it. Who said that? Get rid of that guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was baffled, you know? Like, yeah. Not me, little Rick from South Central LA, who had holes in his shoes when he was going to school, and all the kids used to laugh at me because I had a pair of red shoes, and my mom made me wear the shoes to school anyway. Tell my boy, you going to wear them shoes. I don't know what you talking about. Uh, What's the most money you've seen? Boom, it's right there, boom. Mm, one time I had like three point two million cash sitting on the on the floor. You know, I'm sure you was. You know how heavy that is. That's around forty, <laughs> that's around oh, no, 40 it take, pounds. It takes you no know, more than that. It takes a couple people to carry that, Mike. Yeah, you got to get a couple people. You, Mike, how you much have you seen? Huh? What's the most oh, you've ever goodness. seen? Shit, nigga, I must listen, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Oh man, I can't even tell you. Listen, one day, um, when we get my listen, when we, we went to the bank, right? The bank that me and my wife at the time, Robin Givens, had, right? And we was going to the bank to see where my money was. Cause this bitch was fucking with some money. Some shit was going on wrong with the money, so we went to the bank, right? And I didn't know where none of the um, accounts or nothing. I knew nothing about money. I was almost like yours. I didn't know nothing about money and anything. I was a dumb motherfucker. He's, Knew how to fight and I made a lot of money. So um, when we got there and we really didn't have the rights because it was under her name, up that they was they didn't like her so much. They said, "Listen, the accounts are right here. We got them right here. The secret account." And we got our money. It must have been around nine million bucks and stuff. Cash. We put in a big bag. We couldn't carry. It was too much. So we had to leave some and we took around a million bucks with us and we put them in different accounts like that. <laughs> like like God, that we bro. It was <laughs> too heavy crazy, for us. Dude. Yeah, that, that money, crazy. that money is heavy. I had it's guys to carry my money for me, though. I, I was like, I ain't carrying that shit. You carry it. Get that bag. You get that in. He get the other end. No, no. Listen, it's back breaking work, though. Yeah, it's not fly. Carrying money. Yeah, count fly, money. Though. I mean, you know, you keep it not digital. Fly. Yeah, keep it not fly. Not yeah, you get bored with counting it. You know, like, oh man, you missed the count. There's no way you can do that like this. There's no yeah, way you can yeah. do that to the T. There's you no way. There's no way. You get so tired, you cramp. You start talking, you lose count. It fucks up. You yeah, I had, I had three girls with money machines to count my money. It had to be with the machines because it, it, it got so bad, man. I mean, I remember I was counting the money by hand, and like, oh my goodness. And uh, finally, the guy told me about a money counter. What? They got money counters? No way. <laughs> That's how green I was, man. I didn't even know they had money listen, counters. Sometimes it's just so much money. Especially, you know, so much fucking money. Like, we don't even count it. Just pack it up. Don't count it. Who cares? Just huh? pack it up. Who cares if you're a couple of thousand short? Yeah, just pack it up. <laughs> But you can't hide it. It gets to be so much money. You put it in a, a, a fucking closet. You got to make sure now that you got a hole in the closet that you get a ladder to put the money in. Because if you open the door, the money will crush you. <laughs> you know, these guys, they're young kids. They're kids, teenagers. It's nuts, though. And, but this when the dirty part comes of the game, when your friends start killing one another. 
You know, guys we grew up with all the time. And then you say, you killed who? You heard somebody died and you're mad. And then you find out your friend killed them. We're all friends. We all grew up and went to school together. We stuck one in his spot. We went in his spot. And they say, to I grew up when I fought for him before. I shot out with him before. And he ain't going to put me in on this? And that's how their minds think. Yeah, yeah. What, well, you know, the jealousy. The you, jealousy owe, you owe me, man. Jealousy. I shot, saved your life before. You ain't going to put me in on this? Mm. Crazy shit, man. You owe me, man. I'm the one that started doing all this shit. Y'all niggas know this because y'all did this one because I'm the only one that started this. Y'all should owe me for this. It's crazy. The crazy mentalities. Yeah, you owe them for life. You know, yeah, for you, real. you can never pay that debt. Never. So, I try to stay away from them kind of guys, though, Mike. Oh, yeah. uh, in Browns or Brooklyn, that's all they are. The gangs, the tough guys. Yeah, they're, I, not, they're not satisfied till they're dead. I try to dodge them like a bad habit. You know. <laughs> Rick, what Let somebody you, else kill him. I don't want to do it. He's always a nice guy, always a gentleman. No yeah, I don't want to no no kill him. No one has a bad thing to say about him. Like he stole my money, he did bad stuff to me. He set me up. He always, he's always a gentleman. Yeah. And you, I heard that you, you were very philanthropic during your time. What is that? Give money away. Giving nigga. money away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I share it. I mean, you know, some people call it a. Uh, Paying, you know, but but I call it a benefilanthropist, helping the community. Yeah, you know, people would come up and say, "Oh, you know, so and so, my son is in jail and he don't have no money, and here my rent is due, my car got repoed." I mean, you know, this is part of 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 being who we supposed to be. You know, we yeah. I, I believe that we're here on on the planet to help other people. Yeah, there's no doubt about Absolutely. it. You know, yeah. I don't think that we're here to. Um, and worship we're here to worship we're born to worship yeah mm-hmm. yeah. before, the, before mm-hmm. there was anything the idiots the, the first man worshipped <clears throat> something the yeah. first idiot he couldn't read and write it had bones he couldn't walk he worshipped something yeah so if we're not helping other people you know then you should shoot yourself just mm-hmm. go out in the, behind the house you know what I'm saying and take care of it I disagree man I think being of service is the highest act well, we and when you can help somebody, man, just the, the, the joy that, that you feel when you're able to to give somebody a hand up, you know. Uh, um, yeah. And, and if you ever need a hand up, the, 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 the feeling that you get, you know, it's a total different feeling when you got like, man, I need a hand. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, it's, it's kind of like it makes you feel degraded, like you're not uh, 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 you're not vibrant. And, and, and that's why. So many young black males are committing crimes because um, they don't want that feeling. You know, they don't want a handout feeling. They want to stand on their own feet. And um, right now, the way that the system is set up and the way that we've been taught and 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 program um, is not conducive to, to, to that. You know, it's, it's kind of the opposite direction. What do we do with homeless people? We got to help them. How do we do that? Well, first, first, you know, my, you know, you can't help nobody until you got yourself straight, you know, and say I'm straight. How do we help homeless people? I'm curious about this. Well, me, myself, say for instance, if, 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 if I was rich, you know, like when I become a billionaire in the next couple of years, say you got a trillion dollars. Well, I would just build a, a big apartment complex. You know, give all of them a place to stay. Uh, we definitely would have to set rules and regulations. You know, uh, uh, most most of the homeless people got mental problems. 
So we would have to have psychiatrists. We'd have to have doctors. We probably have to have security guards as well because some of them have to be handled. You know, uh, uh, some of them are just not in their right minds. You know, some of them are sick people, and and they should be treated as such, uh, uh, not as. So they uh, say it should be a mental hospital on the um, on the, the property. Absolutely. Absolutely. It should be a mental hospital. Uh, uh, we, we definitely should have mental hospitals that that treat uh, people with mental illness uh, a special way. You know, with 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 uh, if my mom had a mental problem, I would want her treated a certain way. Well, if I was running it, I would treat everybody with a mental illness the way I would treat my mama. You know, uh, uh, right now I got a friend who's taking care of his mom. She got old timer. She'll run off or whatever. And he treats her a certain way. You know, he treats her like that's his mom. And and I believe that everybody should be treated with that same. So how do how do we um how do we um police them being abused and being raped and having babies from these widows that are supposed to be taking care of them? Like the AIDS and stuff. I mean, I mean, it's not easy. It's not going to be an easy task, uh, but but it's something that that has to be done. You know, we have to do something about our homeless problem. Otherwise, uh, uh, it's going to overtake everybody. You know, uh, um, right now we got people living under bridges everywhere in LA. You know, everywhere you look, and and not just LA. You know, I, I get to travel the country and, and speak, and, and I see the same type of. Uh, 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 situation all over the country and um, we just have to do something about it and I believe that and and even here in in, in California you know the taxpayers did pass a bill where everybody agreed to take more out of their taxes to to do something about the homeless but now our politicians is not no they need to be programs not giving they they don't know what to do with money you can't give them money you need to give them programs that can educate them that could program them to take care of themselves or to go to some particular um kind of um, venue that can take care of them absolutely i totally agree i totally agree we we need psychiatrists that that uh uh have their best interests at heart matter of fact i just went and spoke at a at a home the other day for uh, uh uh for some some women who had mental problems you know they supposed to be in jail but they were weren't competent to stand trial so what they're doing now is they're putting them in, in these little houses and they, they have about 20 girls living there and I went and spoke to them and and what I told them is that if you don't fight your 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 sickness and you allow your sickness to take over then you've been a victim. But if you fight your sickness to come out of it, to be a better person, to stop yourself from doing whatever crime you did to get yourself in this position, then you become a winner as soon as you start to do that. But when I become a billionaire, I'm going to do something about it. You know, I'm not going to be one of these billionaires who... They get the money and they put it in the bank and they get to ride around and tell everybody, oh, look how rich I am. Look what kind of car I got. Uh, uh, you know, look, look how many girlfriends I got. And Mike wants to build something for homeless people. No, Mike is right. Yeah. We should build something for homeless people. Absolutely. We should Absolutely. build something to, to, to set a standard that, that the rest of the world would, would marvel at and say, wow. Absolutely. They, they did that for their sick and they're, they're, they're ill. Yeah. You know, uh, um, 
that's the American way, you know. That's the way that that I was always taught America should be. Not right. that it's always been like that because we know that it hasn't. No, America's about competition and about image. Competitiveness, yeah. and, and, competitiveness and image. Yeah. And we got to change that. You know, we, we we have to come in here and, and set a new tone. You know, we can't we can't let this environment dictate to us who we are and who we're going to become. Uh, uh, you know, right now with all of the hate crimes and people walking in churches, shooting people and and, and all that is a reflection of what um, this country has become. Yeah. You know. Uh, and and if we don't correct it, it's only going to get worse. I mean, we're seeing people go in and shoot innocent kids. I mean, unheard of, you know, crazy. Uh, uh, 10 or 15 years ago. You know, you never would have thought that nobody would go into a school. Now, we know school kids shoot each other, you know, uh, uh, gangs and stuff like that. But I'm saying like a guy just goes into the school and, and just randomly starts shooting innocent people that they never saw before, never had an well, argument that's on, with. That's only in America. You know, other parts of the world that's going That's been going on for years. You know what I mean? Because most parts of the world has always been more aggressive than the American part. When you had the guys like the Jackal, you had the the the, um, the bottom line half gang, those guys from the sixties, all those terrorist European gangs and stuff. They really did a number in the sixties and seventies and stuff and early eighties. Mm. They they're the ones that um, created um, Yasser Arafat and all those guys and stuff. But but they those guys yeah. were fighting over property though. Huh? You, they were right. fighting over property. They fighting over land. No, they were fighting over cause, but it, but it, but it, but it trickled down. All that stuff trickles down to us. Right. It all trickles down. To, it trickles down to the Empire State Buildings, the two trade centers getting crushed with the airplane. It all trickles down to that. Mm. It all trickles down. Yeah. You know what I mean? But these lunatics going the in, in churches. Going in churches and schools and just like shooting everybody they never seen before, never had an argument with them. I mean, yeah, that's strange. There's just so many mentally ill people. You know, we don't do anything. But they feed they they feed their mental illness the wrong yes, stuff. You know, exactly. when you start feeding the mental illness guns and violence yeah, and pills and pills. I don't think they're mentally ill. I think this is something they want to do. I think this is a belief system and this is what they believe in and I think they're doing it for a cause. Whatever cause it may be, a racial cause, a spiritual cause, a religious cause, whatever, that's their cause. I don't believe they're mentally ill. You're right. And some of them do have that that religious issue and, and I don't know. I mean, you, you know, know how complicated life is to deal with. That's <laughs> why people kill them. Because I can't deal with this. You throw it out. No, they don't say hold on. So let me get me count to ten. Take this, some deep breaths and let me go on again. I just want it over with. I can't take the fucking pain. <laughs> Crazy. And it's only an illusion. The pain is an illusion. This will be a little bit of a shift, but um, when I was a freshman in high school, I had a teacher who grew up in L.A. And he said that these trucks or containers or trains used to show up open, full of drugs and guns. I heard those stories. And I was like, no fucking way. And then watching your movie last night, I was like, they were doing that. That was happening. Well, my guys were bringing the drugs in on military planes. Right. Right. That was an operation. The operation. I mean, you guys, (laughs) yeah. No, but this seemed to me like they were open for anyone to come in or someone to come in and take the guns and and the drugs. 
people from the community. I don't know. I, I heard those stories that they left trains over there for for, for weeks and, and stuff with full of guns, and, and I never saw it um, and never participated in, in, in the gun buy, but I've heard those stories. Mm. Um like I said, my guys were, were they had the military back and so Yeah. They they flew their drugs in. <laughs> that was crazy. Life is so you know I mean Well then it's really interesting to me too when they would show the drug bus on T V. Like there was one big drug bus in the movie they talk about and they do a big press conference and they talk about these drugs. And they show all the drugs and they and the show money. all the drugs and they talk about how great they did like making this bust and it's like why is there this show when they're involved in the circulation of them and no one, I don't think anyone would really care whether the bust was made or not. If they didn't know what the drugs were, does right. that make sense? A little bit, a little bit. Well, well, well it, it's, it's a lot to that, that you just said. Um, first of all, they want to make the bus because the bus is tied to their paycheck. Mm. The more drugs they find, the more people they arrest, the bigger the paycheck, the bigger the budget. Now, we can write in and say, okay, we found 10,000 kilos of cocaine. Well, the other precinct only found 1,000 kilos of cocaine, so our budget should be bigger than theirs because we're fighting a bigger problem. Yeah. So, so they're... Bottom line depends on how big the bus is mm. and and uh, and when they get it. So they 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 just automatically Makes want sense. to increase these numbers. Yeah, you and know? they want everybody to see how awesome they are. So you think that you were like a really big kingpin, right? Right. What I learned from the drug business and, and how I how I how I got so wealthy in the drug business is once I had figured it out for myself. I figured out how I could take $125 and I could turn it into a million bucks. I figured that out. So once I figured it out, I just had to start teaching my friends. And I went from one after another and teach them. Okay, this is how you do it. Don't get high. If you get high, you ain't going to get no money. You got to make a choice. Do you want to be an a, a, a addict or do you want to be a millionaire? And, you know, most of the time they say, oh, I want to be a millionaire, but I'm still going to get high. <laughs> And and you know it it it, it it's it's com- more complicated. It, people have done it. I've seen them get high and, and still get their money, but it's it's a harder yeah, process. Yeah, yeah it's rare. Really messy. Because you know you want to spend all your time getting high. Like, yeah. hold on, I'm gonna take care of that when I finish. When I finish this one here, <laughs> you know, when like in my world, like with my friends and stuff, like we will see each other on the weekend, we be partying our ass up. But from Monday to Friday, there's killing, there's setting up, there's deals. This man is a hell of a life. And sometimes, you know, you see the crew, and then sometimes the crew that you're used to seeing, they disappear. Some of them are missing. You know, crazy. Mike, I know you took care of a lot of your guys, though. All the time, you saved them. Yeah, all the time. So they didn't have to go in the streets no all more. All the time. Yeah, so. Uh, but some, hey, listen, but some guys, they just can't stop. It's they, not the money. They want to go back to the streets. No, it's not the money. Like listen, Chuck Knight, he didn't want to. Listen, listen, it's that glory, too, to have people afraid of you and fearing you. That's the drug. They love that. Could get anybody in the house to buy. We, we do see them every now and then that that that'll do like what Shug did. Get everything that you want and then still want to be in the streets. 
but that, that's insane. That, Stay away from the streets. Streets undefeated. That's that mental hospital. Yeah. You need to be in a mental hospital when you think <laughs> like that. The streets undefeated. <laughs> you can't win in the streets. And the streets don't forgive. No, not a little bit. Yeah, once you get out there, um, it's rough. But uh, I believe in that, that, that that's my goal right now is to uh, become successful uh, first for myself and my family and and then so that I can uh, show other people how to do it, you know, how to um, how to get out of poverty. So what are you going about doing? How do you make income? What do you do for income? Now? Right now? Yes. Um, marijuana. Yes. Um, I just started my vape pen company. I sell cars. This is a vape too. It looks like a blunt. I thought that was a blunt, man. <laughs> You know, uh, all kinds of stuff. I sell cars. Yeah, yeah your uh, partner was telling me that. Uh, what kind of cars you sell? I can get anything you want. Oh, shit. Any car you want. You can holler at me. I'll get it for you. I'm going to get you a deal, too. I love that. <laughs> I got my, my, my T-shirt line that, that I'm doing. Uh, I got two books out now. Um, I got my first book, my autobiography. And then I got um, my new book that just came out, The 21 Keys of Success. Um, and that book came about... Uh, it's about my first six months out of prison. Wow. You know, how I got out of prison. And, and I was homeless for a while. When I first got out, I was homeless, believe it or not. Nobody uh, uh, nobody would, would help me out. You know, I, I had all the intentions and, and, and everything. But uh, when you're not doing good, nobody's going to reach back. You know, I got out of prison with 200 bucks, and, and I had to take that and go to work with it. And um, now... Um, I got a nice crew, about twenty people that I'm working with, maybe thirty, and uh, we we gonna we gonna build this thing into a billion dollar industry. Um, starting, you know, Americans are taught that poverty is um, contagious. Americans, they're taught to believe that you know poverty is contagious. We stay away from anything that's poverty orientated. It's ruthless. Yeah, it's really cold blooded. Yeah, poverty is ruthless. Yeah. You ain't got to do well, nothing. I mean, it's horrible, you know, with the homeless situation in L.A. Because so many people just want to isolate them and send them away and not help them. And hey, Melissa and Dick, um, Evan, the gap between the rich and the poor getting so big, it's yeah, bad no. is getting ready to happen. Something real bad is getting ready now. Our children, it is getting greater. Now, now our children got to worry. We don't make this better and make you know take care of this problem. Our children, our children, our kids are going to be in trouble. Yeah. Be in a lot of trouble. The world going to be in trouble. Yeah. Those are, the world is going to be our kids. Those are the youth. Right. You're right. You're right. Trouble. The world is definitely in trouble if we don't. So it's our goal. It. I mean, it, it, that should be with this gap. This financial that should be, gap. That should be our mission as yeah. as people right now to figure out how to solve the problems that we have and 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 that's. That's what I want to do. I mean, I would love to be like, you know, when it all was said and done, they'd be like, man, Rick came up with the solution, man. I love that. He He's the plug. <laughs> That's dope, man. The new plug. The new plug. I of, love of the that. plug again, you know. Yeah. I got to ask you about, uh, what's his name? William Roberts. Is that his name? The fake Rick Ross? Ah, uh, yeah, I know Yeah, that what guy. about that guy, man? <laughs> Why is he a bad guy? Tell me, man. He seems like a sweet guy. What's wrong with him? <laughs> well, his response to you uh, to really turned me off. I'm what not a fan anymore. 
What did he say? He called me a rat. Oh, I'm down on my luck. You. Say what? He said I'm a rat. I'm down on my luck. And well, he didn't. He shouldn't have said that. He yeah, should. yeah. Not using my name. I mean, like. I'm using your car. I, I took your car, Mike, and, and I drove it to the thing, and everybody recognized me, and I got a deal. Uh, but I'm going to keep the car, and I ain't going to get you nothing for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You know, um, us as um, black people, we have to know how to learn how to love each other. Then we learn how to love each other collectively. You know what I mean? As yeah. a group of people, we haven't learned how to love each other yet. Yeah, but, you know, I, I don't really have um, much bad to say about him. You know, I done told jokes yeah. about him. And I never did. Yeah, I, no. I, I you, don't dislike no, the guy. No, you are very honorable, man. I, I don't dislike the guy. Yeah. You know, I think he's a clown, though. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, well, he's revealed himself to be that. Because he could have been really cool about it and been really respectful. And I think I mean, he, he would have gone he another could, way. He, he could have been so much. You know, I, I, I felt that, that me and him together could have did some powerful things sure you still can why not you still can listen it was interesting we, sometimes we got to take ourselves out of the equation our feelings out of the equation you know what i mean forget what anybody would think if this is a good thing we can work together it's a possibility we can work together forget what people have said mm. about what we say you know the purpose i don't think he'll work with me though yeah i, I, mean, I, I gave offers to, to, there's to, free will man I done gave offers and, and I don't know well i mean if he came today and said he wanted to i'd be like okay where's it on. at i'd now? be like i'd be like ah oh, What's the situation? I gotta work now? with somebody else that's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> What's the people situation right now? You can teach people and show people. Some people you just. I was retarded. I was one of those guys before. I had you was retarded before. Oh, man. Such an <laughs> I was oh, too. Oh, man. We've all been there. I was too, but like I came out of my yeah, retardism. Oh, yeah. yeah but when you come out and you find out how retarded you feel like killing yourself. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I was I retarded too. I said that. I was retarded too. Um, yeah. So where's that situation? But, but I came now? out of it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, his his numbers is down on the charts. And I don't know about this. Still to his use music the name no Rick Ross. Yeah, he's gonna lose that Rick Ross. I think he does. I mean, you he know, still use that. Universal want him to use the name. They they won't let him change it. Yeah, they'll put money on it. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. You know, uh, um, right now, man, I'd be so tied up in myself and what yeah. I'm doing that I that, was just you know that it's hard for me to like of course. to like recognize you know yeah. like like somebody was telling me about some boots was in my house one day that somebody <laughs> had on I was like man I don't be looking at no boots man come on I'm bigger than that you know so um, I, I really just don't pay attention to him you know uh, yeah, I know that I don't have to hear his music on the radio anymore you know they stopped playing his music on the radio so um, that's a sign a for that man he took a hit. Oh no, the they universe. kept playing. No, they kept playing him after after he lost the loss. I mean, after he won the lawsuit, he's still playing. But I mean, you know, well, karmically, with with, with with rap music though, it has a it has a time cycle. You yeah. know, like oh, you hot today, you might be hot two weeks or three weeks, and then all of a sudden you're gone. Yeah. You know, not to be heard of again. You know that they, they go and they repo your house and get all the cars and like, man, we just loaned you that. That wasn't none of yours. You you was faking. <laughs> this wasn't real. Uh, it's a trip. But what I really don't like about it is the image that it portrays to our kids. Mm. You know, our kids start to believe that these guys made all of this money selling drugs and, yeah. and that they was killers. And, and then our kids go out and practice the things that these guys rapped about, uh, uh, which was totally fake. Mm. And that's one of my biggest gripes with the whole the whole industry and in that he took a real name that's going down in history you know that's in law books and use that name to portray a lie mm -hmm. 
uh, and I really have an issue with that. You know, I have an issue that the kids don't know his real name. Uh, when I go to schools and speak sometime, the kids ask me, why did I change my name to Rick Ross? And I said, well, you're going to have to talk to my mama. <laughs> That's on my birth certificates. That's not a, a, a rap, Monica. You know, I, I'm I'm the real deal. I really did. The real Rick I, Ross. I went to prison. I had federal agents, you know, uh, 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 surrounding my place. You Kicking know, the door down. Huh? Yeah, kick the door down. I, 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 this ain't no rap video, you know. Yeah. That yeah. my documentary is 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 real life experiences. Yeah. So so uh, our kids don't really understand how to decipher real from fake because everybody is allowing them to to do like it, it's yeah. been times I went to schools to speak to the kids and I wasn't allowed in. They didn't allow me to speak. But then I hang around at the football game and the basketball game, and they playing these rap records from this guy who who's talking about he's a drug dealer. Interesting. Why weren't they? Why didn't they let you in? <laughs> they are afraid of a real drug dealer. Mm. They think you're going to be telling the kids to like go sell drugs, kids. Right. But now, if you're a fake drug dealer who brags about selling drugs, yeah, then, that's cool. Then you okay because you didn't really do it. It's really interesting, man. You know, the times have changed now. See, a lot of those guys, um, Evan, uh, like in our community, a lot of those guys, and you know, it's a lot of those guys are not here no more. A lot of guys from yeah. the first, um, like the first um, rave of um, rappers and stuff, when they were playing tough guys, other guys that were really tough guys say. Oh, yeah, you are a tough guy? Oh, you really are a bad motherfucker? You killing niggas like that? You got bitches all like that and dope and money and jewelry? And they, that was their target. Because then they got those ego guys out there. Oh, yeah, you badass motherfucker? You got jewelry? Where is it at? Yeah. And that's, uh, and well, that's those the guys on the street, they don't have nothing. Yeah, but those yeah. That, that wave of people are not around anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? They put big laws and now they got the hip-hop police. So most of the rappers and stuff has protection. They better. You know? Cause these they guys better. were vicious. Those guys were vicious. And then they go steal the gold, and they find out it was fake. Yeah, <laughs> true yeah, that for real. They wearing fake jewelry. Like, man, I, I did all this. I took a penitentiary chance, and then, then they want to kill him. It's <laughs> insane. Man. Crazy. Yeah, that's the world is out here. All the music is used to control the youth. It's been that way forever. Mm. Yeah, but we got to do start doing some music that is. Uplifting, uh, uh, educational, uh, and that will send us forward. Because if 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 we continue down, you get one of those songs out of a thousand. There's yeah, a few of those. You get a couple of them out of a well, thousand. Well, the record labels not going to promote them. Yeah, out of yeah. a thousand, you, you get know, a good the record one. labels are not going to promote them. They they're not. You know, they don't care. They they want the bottom line for their for their um, for yeah, their investors. Uh, but it's going to be up to people like us to. To, to spread the word about how um, this system... I mean, even like with my movie. My movie should have been out. Yeah. My movie should have been out. But when I'm talking to these guys from Hollywood, they try to convince me how much people are not going to watch my movie. Hmm. You know? And I'm like, you can't convince me that because I live in the streets. I live with the people. Because they want you to say, hey, take this $100,000 for your life fucking story, all right, and we want to buy your rights, and they take right. $100,000, and that's cool, and we're going to sell your rights for $100 million. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll be happy. Yeah, be happy, nigga. 
fucked, man. So um, I, I just feel that that they have to deal with me different because my 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 morals is no longer tied to money. Because what I found out, if I tie myself to money, I can sell cocaine mm. to my family members or to anybody. Uh, oh, they're gonna give you your money. Well, as soon as you stay on these iPods and stuff, they're gonna give you your money. Put it out there. They're gonna give you your money. Yeah, 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 yeah they. <laughs> no, serious. Absolutely. Put them on blast. They're gonna give you your money. I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm gonna stay on their head. I've been on their head. I told them they better pay me my money if they want me to quit. Oh, those those yeah, people dude. don't like bad reputation. Their whole life is on a rep a fake reputation. They don't want to have no damaged reputation. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that, that's pretty much the, the, the way I I I've been handling it and. Um, just going around trying to show people how they can have the same type of success that, that I'm having right now. You you're know? a beautiful guy, man. You're yeah, really man. awesome. We're glad to have you. <laughs> I'm glad to it's be here, to have man. You here, brother. When they told me, they was like, man, Mike, <laughs> Mike want to interview you, man. I said, man, Mike Tyson, really? man. I told your son I was going to interview you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your name came up early on. Like yeah, when we first, first started, started. the show. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, you know, I've been out here working hard, man. I I haven't taken a day off in ten years. You know, um, every single day I wake up with the same mindset uh, that I have to make the world a better place. You know, and and if I don't, uh, who else will do it? You yeah, know? man. I love that. Keep doing it, brother. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. What do you think about this world we live in? What do you think you go after we finish in this world? Well, I think we're done. Now, what do you think? You think it's over? It's a blackout? Is that? That's it. It's dark. Yeah. It's all dark and shit is over. That energy that you got right well, now. Well, you know, atoms never die. Yeah. I so, know, so I'm so. trying to ask you, what's all that energy? That you, I'm not talking <laughs> about your physical. The energy going to continue to live. You yeah. know, that energy that, that, that we have today, it never dies. You know. Uh, um, How do you know it never died? Well, well, scientists say that atoms live forever. You can't, you can't kill atoms. So, so we all have atoms in us, and we made an atom. So, uh, we'll continue to live. I like that logic. Yeah, though. that's a good one too. It's good. But do I believe that there's a heaven? Uh, you know, that I'm going. No, I don't believe. I don't so, believe. So, do you believe this when it opens just a black bean? There's no more. <laughs> do you believe that like, your energy is gonna go up and you can look at yourself down and see yourself no. die your body? No, no, I don't believe that. All right, cool. I don't. I don't. That's I where believe, Mike's tests. I believe that my legacy is going to dictate how things should be going for years. You know, that's what I want. I want my right. legacy to live on. Like, In the Rick ether. showed us this. Yeah. And this is how you should do, you know. Uh, uh, one, of my, one of my coaches, you know, my tennis coaches, he, he used to tell me that you live until the last person speak your name. Mm. And once that's over, then... That's it. You're you're done. Who the last That's person? Who knows who the last person is? Maybe it's your great 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 grandkid. Right, right. You know, uh, maybe it's some person who picks up your book and read it and was like, "Wow, I got a lot out of that yeah. from old that old guy." You know, That's who lived true. back in nineteen eighty eight. That's an interesting perspective too, man. Yeah. So imagine, imagine all this we experience right now. Yes, an illusion it never existed. Well, it is illusion. But it's yeah. in my mind, you know. I believe yeah. that 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 we create our own dreams, and all of you guys are just in my dream. And yeah. uh, that's right. Plan. How did we get here without you, you inviting us? Plan your part. I invited you. I wanted yeah. you. In. <laughs> I wanted you to be here. Yeah. Man. Without even meeting us, how you want us to be here? <laughs> hey, <laughs> believe it or not, out. man. One day you got to read the article they did on me in LA Magazine, right? What they said. Absolutely. They was writing my obituary. 
Oh, wow. They thought I died. Wow. Yes. This guy wrote, he wrote, he was like, I'm here. Uh, I rode out to Lompoc Penitentiary with gun tires, meet razor wire, and I'm going to see Freeway Ricky Ross. And this is the last time I'll be writing about him. He's gone. He's through. The world is tired of his dreaming. They don't want him to dream no more. And then when he wow. came out there, I was telling him about it. I heard Maxine Waters talk about you a lot. Use your name a lot. Maxine, she loves me. I yeah, love Maxine, too. She's awesome, That's chick. my lady. <laughs> not, not like that if her husband is. But, yeah, but that's, yeah. you know. I, I, husband, ex-football player. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, He used to play tennis, right? too. Yeah. Ricky? He used to come down there. I used to beat up on him. Ricky Waters? Oh, no, no. No, Sydney. Sydney. Sydney Waters. Mm. Yeah, but in that article, I, I, I pretty much was laying out to uh, to this guy what I'm doing right now. That that I was going to be in this position, you know, and and um, it's, spoke it's, it into existence, man. But that's how we do, though. Yeah, it's like selling drugs, right? Like, look, I spoke into existence being a drug dealer because I go watch this movie, Mike. I know you seen Superfly. Superfly. Yeah, I knew it. I knew Chris it. Super, Mayfield, too. Superfly guy, right? But listen, because if you lived in a community like mine, that's what was. Based on the, you know, that was it was sold superstar. to that community. It was sold to that community. Yeah, yeah, and they sold it to me. Yeah. So now, look, I go see this movie. Now I still love Arthur Ashe, right? But I just saw a black man stare down like ten white cops. Yeah. He, he 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 break them down like, oh, you 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 saw the movie, Mike? Yeah. You can do my dirty laundry if yeah. you want to. That ain't gonna help. That ain't gonna help you. But listen, man. When I saw the Mac and um, what was the other one, Willie Dynamite, that really turned me out. Yeah. Remember Willie Dynamite? Oh, that was good stuff. I saw all those. That was good stuff. But I just, Superfly was mine. I had, when I got my first DDR, two movies. Superfly, Scarface. Them was my first two movies, man. We watched them over and over every day. I'm sitting in the crack house selling crack out the door watching Superfly like... Oh, get him, man! Get him, <laughs> and and that's what that's what I became. I became Superfly. Wow. Those are the guys in our neighborhood, you know. It's crazy, man. And and it's crazy how when I was in prison, I started to think about that, right? Because look at this here. Then I went back into my life, and then like I used to ask my girl, "Hey, you gonna run for me when I go to jail?" I ain't never been in the police car. But I'm asking her, you, you going to run for me when I when I go to jail? I ain't going to tell you what she said. I'm going to leave that out. <laughs> so when I'm in jail now and I'm looking back at my life and I'm starting to learn and I'm studying and I'm, I'm becoming conscious. And I'm like, damn, Rick, you know you thought your way in jail. I said, no, nah, it can't work like that. Won't you think your way out of jail then? If you think you thought your way in, think your way out. Bob, that's how I got out of prison. Because I started to think my way out like I thought my way in. Just like right now, I'm going to think of a way to solve the problems that we have in, in our community with the homeless, with the like of jobs, with gang activity, with all of the things that are ill in our community and some of them that I know I help fuel from selling drugs. Now it's my goal to to stop those things, and and that's my mission right now. That's what that's what I'm on. I I ain't 
I ain't on the money. But I know I got to get the money. So I know I got to get the but money. We got to change the perception we have of ourselves and one another. But we need somebody to show us that we should change. Because, see, see how can you change unless you know that you should change? Well, you should know you, should be, you shouldn't talk to people in certain ways. You should but, know. But Mike, that. how do you know that if nobody ever teaches you? If, if if nobody never shows you, I say you, common fucking sense. No, it ain't common. Yeah, I want common. It ain't sense. common. No, Mike, it ain't common. Listen, when Mike. I get bullied, this when I was a little kid and I got bullied, and some of you stupid motherfucker, what you doing here, nigga? I would say, wow, I would like to. I wish this motherfucker didn't talk to me like that. Once he did that, I know he could, he could do anything. Kick me, rape me, slice my throat. He could do anything to me. You know what I mean? That's the first thing. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't want nobody to feel the way I felt the way he. Because he talked to me that way. Right. I, I agree. But what I'm saying is that he didn't know that he shouldn't talk to you like that. He didn't know that he was. You think he talked to his mother like that? He, he probably didn't, but he may have. Some of them yeah, talked to their mamas right. like that. Yeah, he might be being right. spoken but, to like that as but, well. But, Mike, what I'm saying, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm trying to say. I don't even know if I got it right. I could, I could be totally off. off <laughs> Give off. me a go at it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm going to try to explain it. How can you know if nobody ever taught you when all the people that taught you taught you that this is the way you should be acting? You've been taught to act like this. This is not you. But once you are taught to act like that, you believe that this is the way you should be. Yeah. Well, my mother taught me, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. I always got my ass kicked. But you were different, though. I'm saying, I'm saying the the, the 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 normal teaching right now, right now, the teaching on the street: yeah. be a gangster, be tough, beat the plug, steal, rob, lie, fake, do whatever you got to do to make it. Yeah. And even if you ain't made it, fake it. You know, so so this becomes your reality. This becomes our reality of of not, not having, but fake like you have. You know, uh, spend your last dollar to to look good, even though shit is fucked up. You know, uh, you ain't took a shower, but you got on new clothes. Yeah. You know, and, and this is the 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 perception that this world has 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 been teaching people, man. So I, I don't I don't and, and and yeah, the person who did that to you, he holds some responsibility. But I look at it like this. See, they try to they try to front me down, right, and make me feel bad about myself. And they say, "Well, look how many people that you messed up when you sold drugs." I said, "Yeah, I'm a bad guy." But then, what about the guy who taught me how to sell drugs? Does he hold some responsibility for teaching me what I learned from him? And then we got to go back to the guy that taught him. I mean, you know, you could just keep. Going. And the people who decided to buy the drugs. And drugs don't either. have no end. Oh, Just the people who bought the drugs no got some responsibility too? Absolutely. Because if they didn't buy it, the guy who taught me, who probably wouldn't have even been selling it because. And all even, the people who taught them that they needed to buy these drugs to feel a certain way that made them feel happy. There we go. There we go. So you just keep going. I mean, the thing could go on. And that's and on. why I think your point about it starts with yourself is so powerful, man. Because if you can teach everybody to take care of yourself first and get right with that, then you can start to make change in the world and people around you. Amen.
I agree. <laughs> I think I think drugs are meant to be in the society. They've been inside since the beginning. Well, of they'll life. always be here. They'll always yeah, be I don't think it has and human, no end. Humans are not the only animal that gets high. Yeah. No. You know, jaguars will eat the vine that create that holds the DMT. Yeah. And they'll elephants, get super high. Elephants eat sour oranges. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. They do. Yeah, all they get buzz too. Huh? Yeah, yeah, they get a buzz. I mean, you know. It, a lot of people don't want to deal with what's life, going on around them, so they just want to mellow out. Man, yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna mellow out. Man, I'm gonna hit a joint. I'm gonna hit a joint. I ain't fuck with nobody. You know what I'm saying? I ain't bother nobody. I just want to be here and chill out. That's right, man. I mean, you know, it's all about how you use them. You know, how you use them. And, and then if we if we if if, are... if we want to 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 fight the war on drugs, I, I believe it starts with with education. Yeah, you know we we already know there's been reports to show that there's money is better spent on prevention than uh, intervention. You know, incarceration and all that that shit don't work. Yeah. It don't stop Bullshit. nobody. I knew guys yeah. were in jail making plans with the Colombians. You know, <laughs> like, they're on the yard like, oh man, we finna send shiploads over and here. It doesn't even do anything. Nothing. So putting them in jail, it's they're still doing business. Bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes bigger. You, you make them know. bigger. Listen, when you do time in prison, know what gets you by? Your mind being stimulated. Sometimes you just, oh, shit, I do. But when your mind's stimulated, you know shit's going on. We're making money. We're doing this. We're doing this shit. I'm going to call them. It's going to be a fuck scene. We're going to listen to that. Just your mind <laughs> needs to be stimulated. You know, I'm serious. My yeah. mind was stimulated in prison. It was like a, I was like at a camp. My mind, you know, it's a ball. It was just stimulated constantly. You just kept yourself busy. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. You yeah. got to. I stay busy, too. I learned how to read there. Yeah. I read amazing. Over, I read over 300 books. Isn't it wonderful learning how to read? That's another oh world. Oh, my God. That's another world. I went to China. I was in prison yes. in China, right? I'm in, I'm in a Me China. Me, too. I read the life story of Mao Zedong. I was in fucking China. I knew the life, the history of the fucking country. Man. When I go there, I talk about everything I learned from the book. And say, how do you know so much about China? Because I was in prison, I read the book in China. So, like, in, in that article that I was telling you about, the guy talk about when I tell him that I might be more freer when I was in prison than I'd ever been before in my life. Because wow. now I had learned how to visualize, mm. how to fantasize, how to open up my mind. When before my mind was trapped in South Central Los Angeles, which was penitentiary bound, like I'm going to the penitentiary, you know. But like, when I was in the penitentiary, I got all the news first. People, I would call people, and they say, "Yo, you know, such and such got killed, or this and that." And I would call such and such. I said, "Yo, what happened? So how did he get killed?" And they said, "He got killed." I didn't know he got killed. You know, I would get all the news first, and they say, "What happened to this person? What happened to that person? I heard this happened. How do you find this shit out, Mike? You're in prison, <laughs> and the word and the word just comes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah." It circulates around that prison, yeah. but it's just you know. I mean, I don't know. Life is is crazy, you know, and and I'm just gonna keep being crazy in it, and yeah, and keep letting my mind uh, run free. You know, uh, I don't want my mind to be incarcerated. You know, um, just like the other day, I, I went to jail the other day, like a week ago. I was tell in me jail. about that. How did that work out? Oh man, me and my son is sitting. My son that you met, we sitting tell in the car, that. and. Um, we're just sitting there, and the cops pull in the driveway, and they got their lights out. And so, you know, you automatically know something is up. Cops at nighttime, they cops riding with their lights out, look out. So they walk up to the car, and they ask me for my ID. I hand them my ID and everything, and I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be nice and quick. Uh, and then they said, uh, you on parole? And I said, nope. 
And then the other cop had walked over to my son and asked him, was he on parole? And then my son said, yeah. He said, oh, this one over here is on parole. And the one next to me said, oh, you lied to me. And I said, no, I didn't lie to you. I told you I wasn't on parole and I'm not. Get out of the car. So they snatched us out the car. And then he asked me to sit on the ground. I said, no, I'm not sitting on the ground. Oh, you're going to sit on the ground. No, I'm not going to sit on the ground. You might throw me on the ground, but I'm not going to sit on the ground. It's a difference. So uh, he started trying to handcuff me. And, I, you know, like, I ain't, now you ain't finna handcuff me. Handcuff me for what? You know, like, I ain't that shit. And um, next thing I know, his partner grabbed me. And they both had me by the arms and took me to the ground and put his knee in my back, roughed me up. And then they took me to jail for uh, uh, obstruction of an investigation. So they gave me a ticket, let me out in about six hours. You know, and I was like, come on, man, where the, where the lunch sacks at? Give me a sack. I'm, I want a sack. <laughs> put me in a cell. I want to take a nap. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, put me in jail, it, it, it don't scare me going to jail. Like, I did 20 years, man. I, I can do six hours on a handstand. Matter of fact, I'm going to do the push-ups the whole six hours that I'm here. So, um, but what it did show me is the state of... This society, the way they still look at a black man in, in, in this country that um, we can be made to sit on the ground or, or, or roll over. And, and I ain't rolling over. You know, I ain't laying down. I ain't sitting down unless I want to sit down. Uh, if somebody asks me who I want to sit down for, I might sit down. But uh, uh, I'm not doing none of that. You know, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to be a man now. Fuck uh, that. For what I believe in. And if it means going to jail for what I believe in or, or whatever the consequences may be for what I believe in, then that's what it is. So uh, that's why I didn't sit on the ground. That's why I went to jail. And if they came and they did it today, they would take me to jail again. And every time they asked me to sit on the ground. So all the cops out there watching, if you ask me to sit on the ground, you got to take me to jail. <laughs> Jail sucks. Yeah, yeah, I used to be yeah. in jail all the time. I used to go now to fuck. What did I do in my life? Why I waste so much time in jail? Yeah. Glad you guys are out. Yeah. Doing a lot of good, man. Oh, we're going to do more good, yeah. man. And, uh, a lot more to come for Mike, sure. Mike, one day we got to go to to one of them high schools and talk to the kids, man. That would be pretty they, interesting. They would love to see you. You know, I went awesome. to a high school. Listen, I went to a fucking high school the other day. and um, Not the other day, 10 years ago. And the, and I went to the classroom, so the um, the principal had this big fucking screen, and so he's showing the kids my fight for the kids, because the kids didn't know the fuck I was. They said, Mike Tyson's the guy from the movie, The Hangover. They had no idea I was a fucking fighter. And that's the movie, and, said, and the principal was saying, no, he was a fighter. They had no idea I was a fight, that, wow. that I was a fighter. So you know what I mean? Time just flies so fast. One of the greatest. Well, thank you. Thank you, brother. The people's champ. Somebody told me that you say That's the right. people's champ. That's right. The, the, the people's champ is more important than the belt. Yeah. Some, somebody told me you said that. Yes, I did say that. He said, you can have a belt, but if you ain't got the people, you ain't got That's nothing. True. huh? True. I want the people. That's for sure. Keep the belt. Keep the money. I was Give just me always, the people. I was just always in the streets with the people. I was just a street person. I just happened to be the champ and I fought and stuff. I was they told me. They said Mike used to be. in the streets with people. Somebody told me Mike used to be in South Central L.A. playing catch football with the kids. Yeah, in I the middle of the street. Because I used to date some girls out there. And, and uh, uh, I used to date some girls. They said he would be in the middle of the street and all of a sudden like. 
10 cars will pull up. Mike, you got to go. <laughs> you can't be over here playing football. Well, I used to hang day. out with the people, though. Compton, we go hang out in the, the Yeah, project. they said Mike used to be. I, I heard it's this so in jail. Awesome, this is stuff they was talking about in jail. Like, wow. like, man, Mike was on such and such a street the other day playing touch football in the middle of the street with the kids. And, so and, crazy. and like 10 cars pulled up and, and they jumped out. Hey, Mike, you can't be over here like this, Mike. Come on, let's go. That's well, who he is. Yeah, man. but I'm never going to be afraid of the people, though, you know? Yeah. Imagine me being afraid of the people. I'd be afraid of myself. Yeah. You know? It's awesome, man. It's an awesome way to be. Should we wrap this thing, Mike? Are we out of here? What time is it, man? I don't know. It's like midnight. <laughs> midnight. Get out of here. <laughs> no, awesome, We've man. been going for a while, Thank man. You, Rick. Thank you, guys. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, give us information. You've got uh, a million people looking at you. They can find me on social media, Freeway Ricky. Um, on all the social media, all across the board. Also, if I, I didn't bring no books with me today, sorry. Um, Who's you, gonna play you in the movie, man? Childish Gambino. Ooh, good he choice. Childish he Gambino. It? He better great do it choice, if, if, if he ain't crazy. <laughs> you know how to act. He's, a good he's actor. great. Have you oh, seen him? He's a good actor. He's super. I, great I, talent. I don't know. I haven't been no. I have no. I don't know nothing about nobody. Somebody yeah, had had, had put a picture up of me and him on social media, and because I didn't know who he was. Uh, I'd heard his song though. You know, uh, this is America. Yeah, I'd amazing. heard that song, but I didn't know the name of the of the, of the artist. And and then uh, when they put the picture up and they told me who it was, and I know my my casting director, she gonna have a fit for me saying that. She's like, oh, don't be. That's mentioned. a dope choice, man. Good choice. Yeah, but uh, that's who I want. The script is almost done. Uh, shout out to my script uh, script doctor Kush. Uh, Reginald Hudland and oh, they're good. The brothers, right? Hudland brothers. Yeah, that's who. That's who did it. We doing it independent. Yeah, totally dope. independent. Uh, and 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 then uh, this is. I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna get ready to go. This is what the movie is supposed to capture: a young man that wants a car and a girl. I'm gonna leave it at that. Peace, y'all. Hit me up. One love. Hey. Hey, hey, what about that show? That show that's on television. Freeway. Freeway. No, it's another show. What's that show on television? On Netflix. For Snowfall. Snowfall. Ah. Snowfall. That about you? Any that about you? That was man? on FX. Yeah, they ripped me off. Yeah, they're trying to steal your story for free, uh, right? Fuck. You know, that was these motherfuckers. Brad was just they saying just changed the names. how he read the book uh-huh. and how similar the book and the, and, the, and the show is. But you know what? Hey. Y'all stole it. Peace. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. I'm gonna do something else. Yeah. More creative because yeah. I got an open mind. Hell yeah, brother. All right, we're yeah. out of here now. Now we hey, need to hear that. Thank you everybody for watching and listening. I'm Evan Britton. And I'm Mike Tyson. And we're out of here, y'all. One. Hi, this is Danny Roof, the Real GM Radio Podcast, and I want to take a minute to talk about DeAndre Ayton, the number one pick of the 2018 draft. Definitely has not gotten the attention of high-profile lottery picks Luka Doncic and Trey Young during the early going, but he has been excellent and a key part of the Phoenix Suns being on the precipice of the NBA Finals. Ayton is presenting a matchup nightmare for the LA Clippers that Rudy Gobert simply was not. Gobert is a wonderful player, deserving Defensive Player of the Year, but Ayton puts more pressure on opposing defenses. He's used his size mismatches for offensive rebounds, and he's also been able to contest shots around the basket and make life hard on the Clippers there too. So it is a huge performance for him, averaging 
20 points, 13 and a half rebounds through the first four games of the series. And it's been so exciting to see a physically talented player really come into his own on the brightest stage so far of his career. Hi, this is Daniel Rue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on the pro basketball, hockey playoffs, and Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.net has all the action. Basketball, the playoff battles continue as their teams make the run for the championship. America's pastime is in full swing. And let's not forget about hockey's chase for the cup. BetOnline has you covered. If you love golf, MMA, championship boxing, they have that too. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports, the news, scores, and odds. So head to the website, use your mobile device, and bring home the game with BetOnline.net. 